Awesome. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to day one of Life Goals. Welcome to day one of Life Goals, the first Wednesday. So all through the month of January, we will be looking at Life Goals. Of course, January being the first month of the year is a good time to set the pace for the rest of your year. It's a good time to set the pace for the rest of the year. It is a good time for you to be able to uh, put things in motion that you want to see uh, have fruit. Are you with me? It is a good time to sit down, to plan, to lay foundations, to decide I'm gonna do this. I'm not. A lot of people would have made their new year's resolutions before they come into the year. You would have said, how many of you have actually, let me not assume, how many of you have written down uh, some of the things you want to achieve this year, some of the things you want to get done. Okay, that is good. That's powerful. I like that. I like that. Now, writing them down is one thing. Uh, uh, this month is the is the month where you know how you start a race may not determine how you end the race, but it can definitely give you a head start. Are you with me? Are you with me? How many of you went to university and someone lied to you that the first year didn't really count? Anybody hear that myth? Did anybody else hear that myth? I gotta pay my attention to my people on Facebook as well. They lied to you. They told you, you paying all that money for no reason. It don't count. You're just there to play. Just you get, go ahead and have a good time. It was lies indeed because the people that um, people know that when you get into that third year, Messiah <laughs> said he was real suffering. Uh, uh, she, you know that it could make a difference between a first and a and a two one. It could make a difference between a two one and a first. It could make a difference between a third and a. Are you with me? It makes a difference, and I feel like. I feel like I've, I've triggered an offense in some of you guys that you need to call the person that told you that lie. be like, you owe me whatever amount you were play, paying at that time, you owe me that amount. <laughs> okay, and so January, I, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be truthful to you and with you and tell you that January is not a play month. January is not the month you recover from uh, 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 December. That, that, no, no. Okay, January is a foundational month. It's a month where you begin to put things in place so that you can have a good head start. So you can you can you can put the things in place. You can sign up for your gym membership because you're trying to get not a summer buddy but a lifetime uh, a buddy. You can make sure actually I want to be I want to be more disciplined spiritually. So from this month uh, I'm going to start reading so so scripture in the word. I'm going to start praying. You put things in place in the month of January. We're not asking you to achieve all your goals in the month of January, but it is a month that you need to make sure that you're putting 
things in place. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Are you with me? Don't come and say, nobody told me January was a meaningful month. Don't be part of the people that said January is a long month. Uh, 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 it's a long month. Uh, January is like two years in one. No, ma'am, no, sir. You utilize your time. My mom used to say to me, you don't spend time you invest time. You don't spend time, you invest time. And that don't mean you don't rest. In fact, you should be scheduling your rest as well because rest is part of being effective. Effective rest, a uh, 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 necessary rest, appropriate rest helps you be more effective. So I've got this quote. This is going to be our introduction. And then we will build on that uh, for the rest of the week. Uh, so uh, this a, a gentleman called Frank Lloyd Wright, Frank Lloyd Wright, I'm going to quote him. He says, the thing always happens that you really believe in and the belief in a thing makes it happen. The thing always happens that you really believe in and the belief in a thing makes it happen. As I was getting ready uh, tonight, I was going to start with vision and goal setting. And God said, if you do all that, and they don't believe, if you do all that, and they do not believe, it will profit them nothing. So the first area we're gonna look at to help us, the first foundational thing that you're going to look at is your belief, is your belief. Those of you that have written your goals and your vision, do you actually believe that that thing will come to pass? Because if you do not believe, belief actually helps you build your momentum. Belief makes you keep at it because you know it is possible you keep at it. But if you don't believe, belief is an absolute trust. It, you have a conviction that this thing will be so. So if you don't believe at the first sign of trouble, at the first time of a challenge, as a first time of an obstacle, you're going to be like, I don't really want it anymore. I know you really want something to happen when you are dug it in your faith, when you are almost stubborn at it. Like you're like, you know what? Unless God in heaven tells me it is not so, I'm not taking this rejection. Unless God tells me it is not so, I'm not taking this failure as a conclusion. Failure does not have to be a conclusion. I got to, I want you to say that to yourself. Say failure does not have to be a conclusion. You can park there, but it doesn't have to be a conclusion. I was speaking to those I'm uh, on a fast and praying with, and I said, listen, there's a difference between a comma and a full stop. I don't know what happened to you last year. You may have had some disappointments, but we're going to make sure that we do not let the failure of the past determine the effort of the now. You don't let the failure of the past determine the effort of the now. So belief is important. In John chapter six, John chapter six, we're going to look at some scriptures quickly. John chapter six, verse 28, John chapter six, verse 28. The word of the Lord says, they said to him, some people say, speaking to Jesus, they said, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus doesn't tell them to fast and pray. Jesus doesn't tell them 
to, uh, 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 to give all their money to the poor. What This is the answer Jesus says. And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So even when it comes to doing the work of the Lord, the work of the Lord, whether it's the work of ministry that he is. And let me tell you, ministry as traditionally set is not the only work of the Lord, but has set some of you in the educational um, field. Some of you have been set in arts, media, and entertainment. Some of you are set in the legal field. As long as God has sent you there, it's the work of the Lord. I need you to know that there is no such thing as secular and sacred. What makes things secular is your mindset. So as you know, those of you that are members in Salem South London, you, your worship to God and your praise to God is not just limited to coming to church on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, though I want to see you there, but it's in the everything that you do. The Bible says that whatever we do, we do all to the glory of God. Are you with me? Are you with me? And so the, the people asked Jesus, what must we do to do the work of God? What must you do to be excellent in your career or in your business? What must you do? You've got to believe. You've got to believe. You've got to believe. The Bible says you must believe in him whom he has sent. Okay. Okay. You must believe in whom he has sent. Jesus says in another uh, passage of scripture, let me just find it. He said, as the father sent me as of John 20 verse 21. Are you with me tonight? John 20, I'm going to lay this foundation. John 20, 21, uh, uh, Jesus says, so Jesus said to them again, peace to you as the father has sent me, I also send you. I also send you. I also send you as the father sent me. I also send you. Jesus says in John chapter six, believe in him whom the father has sent. Can you believe that God has sent you and placed you for such a time as this? Can you be, you got to believe in Jesus, but I'm talking about the things that God has called you to, the things that God has entrusted to you, the visions, the dreams, the skills, the talents that God has placed in you. Can you believe that God gave that to you for a reason? Philippians chapter four, verse 13 says, Paul saying, I can do all things. Of course, he was speaking in a particular context there that he understands how to have plenty and how to have little. He says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I'm not asking you to believe in yourself because of your name or because of your accolades, but I want you to believe because of the one who is in you. When you have self-defeating thoughts, when you have self-defeating uh, uh, thoughts, uh, it is impossible for you to walk in the fullness of what God has said about you. Amos chapter three says, can two walk together except they agree? God said to Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. Gideon looking around like, who are you talking to? And some of you are still, God has said some things to you and you're still looking around like, mm, I don't know who you're talking to. The last time I checked, I'm weak. Like, God, I, I can't. Isn't it funny how God will call you to some things that are greater than you? And the first thing you do is start looking at your natural abilities. Moses, I'm sending you to Egypt to get my people out. So, uh, actually, I just remembered I'm a stutterer. I didn't remember before. 
uh, when I met Jethro and I was going to work for Jethro because when I was going to work for Jethro, it was within my comfort zone. And when I was speaking to the Egyptian, um, I wasn't stuttering then, but now God has called me to a higher plane. All of a sudden, uh, 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 um, I, I can't speak. How many of you are guilty of that? That when God calls you something, you look first at what disqualifies you and forget to look at the one who calls and qualifies you. This year, you got to stop that. This year, you got to stop that. Because if you're going to do what God has called you to do, if you're going to fulfill the dreams, the visions, the goals that God has called you to, then you've got to get to a point where you uh, shut down the naysayers, uh, including yourself. Well, I say something to the people, in, in the members of the church often. I say, let God be true and every man a liar, including you. If you're, what you're saying is contrary to what God, how many of you remember that? Oh, my Salem South London members, are you here? Uh, how many of you remember that? Let God be true and every man a liar, including you, if what you're saying is contrary to what God has said. Matthew 19 verse 26 tells us that with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. But you see, it is not enough for us to leave it with God. There is a human participation that is required. There is that scripture that says with God, all things are possible. But you see, God has always looked for a man. God has always looked for a man. The way the earth realm has been designed is that it needs a body to function. So in every generation, in every, in every, in every time, God is looking for people that will partner with him. God is looking for your partnership this year, partnering with him in your job, partner with him in your family life, partner with him in the ministry that he's called you to. God wants partnership. And so we have this scripture in Mark chapter nine, verse 23. Somebody say, I got to show up. If God shows up and you don't show up, the equation is not balanced. Somebody say, I've got to show up. Okay, maybe let me say it like this. Somebody type, I've got to show up. 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 I'm not going to be an irresponsible son and let my father do it all uh, when he's empowered me to do certain things. He's given me wisdom, knowledge, understanding. He's given me favor. He's given me certain skills. Uh, I am uniquely made to do the things that God has sent me to. I've got to show up. In Mark chapter nine, Mark chapter nine, the Bible says in verse 20, where do I wanna take it from Holy Ghost? I, I wanted to say 23, but I feel your pool. Okay, uh, let's see. I said Mark chapter nine, and then let's go to verse 20. From verse 14, the Bible says, and when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude. I like you. I love you. Uh, he saw a great multitude around and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? 
Then one of the crowds answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth and gnashes at the teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples, your followers, your apprentice, those that you are training to be able to do the things that you can do. I want you to see the context. And, and the Bible says this, uh, that they should cast it out, but they could not. They could not do what Jesus had been uh, uh, showing them to do. And the Bible says he answered him and said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Did you hear, do you hear the frustration? The frustration is not in that you brought my God, you brought him to my disciples, that is my job. He looks at his disciples saying, I expect by now that you're supposed to be able to do this. I expect you to be able to do this. Have you read in scripture in John chapter 14, where Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do and greater works than this for I go to the father. God expects you and I as children of the kingdom, as sons of God, as people endowed with the spirit of the living God to be able to do works and greater works than he did. Are you with me this uh, evening? Are you with me? I want to show you some things because in 2022, you're not going to be talking. You're not going to be giving excuses. You're not going to say this happened to me when I was a child. So that's why I can't do this. Your, 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 your past traumas, your past failures, uh, your past what uh, disadvantages, if you will, will not be a reason or an excuse why you don't show up and do what God has enabled you to do. Are you with me? Are you with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust me. I'm all for you prospering in your soul. I'm all for emotional well-being. The Bible says, one of my favorite scriptures, John verse two, I pray, I desire that you prosper and be of good health, even as your soul prospers. But what we are finding is uh, we are taking these things uh, that were sent by the enemy to uh, to disrupt what God purposed for us. And we're using them as crutches and using them as excuses. And God is saying to us, no more no more, that it will be that in spite of what the enemy <laughs> uh, tried, in spite, in spite, uh, you're not going to say, you're not going to say the enemy was, was strong enough to hold you down. You're not going to say that the past trauma was strong enough to hold you down. No, 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 no. You're going to say, because I am born of God, I overcome the world by my faith. Are you with me? Are you with me? The Bible says, he answered him and said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell down on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into fire and into water to destroy him. Do you see the end of the matter of the enemy? The enemy wanted to destroy, and this is it. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe. While he's making his request known, and he says, if you can help us, Jesus is looking at him like, it's not if I can help, it's if you can believe. If you can believe. And, and he says, all things are possible to him who believes all things are possible you know sometimes we have 
we have enough, I like that, we may have enough uh, 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 belief to dream. We may have enough belief to look at the year 2020 and write things out in, uh, in, uh, as fantasy, my God. Did you write your goals as fantasy or did you write it as faith? Faith is believing that what you are trusting for is done. Faith is in fantasy. Faith already lives in the reality of the thing. Faith lives, it's like faith is in the now. So faith is very much now because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, faith is. So when I put my pen to paper and I begin to write my goals and imagine I already see it as done. I don't see it if, if, if it's still... If it's still in the realm of fantasy, it is not faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you got to write down your hope and then you got to pray it and you begin to live in the reality. I came into a place, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, when God began, began to reorientate my perspective of faith. He said, listen, uh, you, you can't say you have faith if you don't see it. It's not enough to write it. My God, my God in Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter two, we like to quote it, write the vision and make it plain. But before he wrote the vision, the Bible says he stood upon his watchtower to see what God would say, to see what God will say. And what he saw is what he wrote. You've got to see the Bible says that the Bible says we live by faith and not by sight. That means faith becomes the sight that you live by. You don't live by your physical side, but faith still sees. I, I am challenging you that you've got to get to the point where you begin to see the year 2022 according to faith and not according. Listen, if you look at what is available, if you look at, uh, at the connections, if you look at your bank account, if you look at your past failures, you will, my God, my God, the Bible is that whoever uh, uh, observes the weather will never serve. Are you with me? You've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. And he, they, he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. If you need to go before God and say, God, I'm trying to trust you for these things. But the truth is, if I'm real, I, I'm having a, I'm, I'm having a debate. Uh, I failed at this too many times for me to, to, for me to fake that I believe God. I need you to help me believe. I need you to infuse me again with, with visions. Uh, open my eyes to behold the wonderful things that you have. That's why I love Ephesians chapter one. It says uh, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know the hope of his calling. Sometimes what you've got to do before you start faking it, because if you fake it, you won't always make it. Success is not by accident. Uh, even in the realm of the spirit is not by accident. There is an intentionality that comes with success. So you've got to go before God, if you have an area of unbelief, if you've written down goals, but you know those goals are just fantasy, you know you're just doing vision board because everybody said, listen, 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 forget the hocus pocus of vision board. The power is not in the vision board. The power is in your faith. The vision board that you write should uh, uh, inspire, 
It might inspire your visual, but it's not how many vision boards you done done. You're just doing arts and crafts because you don't believe nothing about what's on the board. Listen, it's not about arts and crafts. You've got to be infused with faith. And so faith, faith is what brings those things that you've written or, or cut out or the magazines you're cut out and stuff. It's in Faith is the currency to get it from the realm of the spirit into the physical realm. All things are possible to him that believes. But there's so many of us that are afraid of failure where we can think a good game. We can talk like if we hear you talk, you will sell your dream to us. But when it comes to execution, faith executes. I want you to hear me. Faith executes faith talks faith walks but faith also executes faith has a an in i don't know how to i don't what's the word i, I know it in tongues but i want to speak in a known language so you hear me uh, uh, faith talks faith walks but faith also execute it is not satisfied with knowing that something exists just on the inside faith takes the the the, the imprint of god on the inside and births it into the reality if you look at hebrews i i saw this and when did i see this i think it's when we were praying team when we're doing momentum and the fact the end of the year fast we started in hebrews chapter 11 i'm gonna come back to my notes shortly Hebrews chapter 11 from verse one, the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You need a hope. If you have no hope, you faith has nothing to work with. Uh, hope is an expectation. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, but for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds, the ages were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were made not of things which are visible. I want to stop there for a minute. We start with the definition of faith. And that, I think that's been the problem that we have stopped in verse one for so long, but the Bible doesn't stop in verse one. In verse one, faith is the substance of things not seen. But by the time you travel to verse three, it lets you know it doesn't stay in the unseen. The Bible says by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the words of God. So that the things which are seen they weren't seen before but now the things which are seen were made of the things which are when we're not made of the things which are visible i don't know if i did that justice do you see that do you hear that do you understand that do you grasp that that is very important oh the 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 the, the, the zoom is quiet zoom is quiet okay all right, I see, I see some people say they are with it, they are here. That is good, that is good, that is good. So verse one, it is the substance. So you have it on the inside of you. The title did, you've received it on the inside of you, but it doesn't stay there. It comes out, it begins to create, it takes it from where it wasn't seen and it makes it 
seen. Are you, are you with me? I pray for you that as you commit to the development of your faith and of your belief in God, that the things which are not seen right now by the 31st of December, we will see it in the name of Jesus. That by faith, you will be a people, my God. I love Hebrews chapter 11, one of my favorite parts. If you've walked with me for a while, you will know one of my favorite parts. It, it goes in, in, I love the whole chapter. But if you go to verse 32 i have a i have a i have a like a like a drum you know when the military drums in my head whenever i read it it says and what more shall i say for time would fail me to tell of gideon of barak of samson of jephthah of david of samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, who through faith subdued kingdoms, what righteousness, obtained promises, stop the mouths of liars. Let me tell you, did you hear that? There's some, listen, the Bible says that through faith, they also obtained promises. Some of us are too passive with the promise of God, but the promises of God are also obtained, received by faith. The Bible says uh, they, they subdued kingdom, what righteousness, obtained promises, stop the mouth of liars, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword out of weaknesses were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to the armies, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Do you see? Faith doesn't just stay in the unseen. It creates the seen. It creates, it creates what is seen. But so many of us are bound by by unbelief, we can think a good game, write a good vision, uh, 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 discuss well, my God, Walt Disney probably needs to hire some of our imaginations, but God doesn't want you to stop at the unseen. He wants you to execute. He wants you to execute, but you cannot execute until you believe. You must believe in order for you to, all things are possible to him that believes. You've got to believe. Stop discounting yourself. You've got to believe. You've got to believe. And if you're like, oh, but I'm not good enough, when well, nobody is, I mean, by the time you bring everybody to the uh, to Christ, nobody is good enough. Hello, you better not be rebellious on this Zoom. I said hello, Salem South London. There you go. You say hi. That's good. You're still awake. Good, good, sir. Hi. That's right. You've got to believe. If there is anything, I would ask you to make sure. Every day, every week, every month, you work on your belief. You've got to have this dogged faith. Unbelievers believe and they, they, they do it. How much more you? You've got to believe. You've got to believe. You've got to believe. Listen, too many of us are trying to live in the realm of, uh, uh, of human possibility as opposed to, uh, that's not what I wanted to say, God, you, you corrected me there. Some of you are trying so hard to be realistic that you don't even want to be supernatural. You look at, oh, is it realistic for me to believe that um, I will be a millionaire at the end of the year? All things are possible. God is not asking you to live in what is realistic. He's asking you to live in, in what is possible. But what if it doesn't happen? What if by the December, I've been believing this, but I, but but it's it's not realistic. You keep believing. I can, I, I was I I said to a couple of people, I said your life doesn't finish in a year. Your life doesn't finish in a year. Are you with me? Your life doesn't finish in a year. 
Your life doesn't finish in a year. You might have a belief for it and you can believe. And it's every day, I believe I'm going to be a millionaire. Tomorrow, I believe not going, sorry, going is postponing. I believe I am a millionaire. Faith is in the now. You have faith in the now, but the Bible also says you with faith and patience inherit the promise. Some of us, we have no, God cannot even inspire us because we, 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 we limit him to the realm of what is realistic instead of what is possible in him. Looking at the time, we'll, we'll touch that. The fear of failure has crippled so many of us. Some of us are like, but Rev, I've heard this before, man. I've heard this before. I've done this before. What's the point? Let's look at the book of Luke. This is foundation. You build on this uh, as the week progresses. We're just setting the foundation. You got to believe. You got to believe it's going to be a great year for you. You've got to believe that you're going to have a great year. Uh, Happy New Year is not just something, no, where you, you've got to, do you actually believe that this year is going to be great for you? Do you believe that you're going to overcome every challenge that may come your way? You actually have to believe. You don't, you've got to believe. You've got to believe. You've got to believe that it's going to be emotionally great for you. It's going to be financially great for you. It's going to be a, a, a relationally great for you. You got to believe. You've got to the Bible says in Psalm, uh, help me, 27, he said, I would have fainted had I not believed that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. What do you believe in? You can write all the goals you want, sir. You can write all the goals you want, ma'am. But if you don't believe, you will arrive at certain things accidentally or certain things just by the mercy of God or the, or, or the sovereignty of God. But there are things you will not step into. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 4 that because of unbelief, people did not enter into the rest. Belief. In Luke chapter five, I don't have time to read it. Uh, you hear, uh, uh, you read the, the, the time when uh, they had been toiling, they had been fishing all night. I'm sure some of you are familiar to this. Uh, 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 the Bible says in uh, from verse one, so it was as the multitude pressed about to hear the word of God that he stood on the lake, blah, 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 blah. Uh, time is of my essence. Okay, uh, in verse three says, then he got into one of the boats and when he was, which was Simon, sorry, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your net, let your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, master, <laughs> I, you know, you know, you know how he is. He said, master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Faith begins when the will of God is known. Peter had the, uh, 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 the, 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 the history of his experience. Peter had the detail of his experience. He said, we have told all night. Some of you are in your 30s. Some of you, uh, let me look. I don't know if some of you are in your 40s, in your 20s. You know when someone that's 20 tells me they're tired, I say, ah, hey, my dear. There's, God is blessing you with long life. If you are tired in your 20s, God is going to bless you with long life. You better find your strength. <laughs> you better learn that the Lord is my strength. You better learn. Learn that. 
And then imagine people that are 60 looking at 30 year old saying, ah, I'm tired. You are tired? Uh-huh. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You better learn to guard your strength. Bible says Peter had experience, and some of us, we come before God with our, the experience of our failures. We say, God, I tried this. I applied for this, 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 this. So if you instead of counting your blessing, you're counting your failures. That I failed at this job. I counted this one. I even thought they, they, they sent me letter to say I got this job, and then they took it back. God, I'm tired. How many times will I try? I tired it. Mm-hmm. God. Peter said, we have told all night, I am tired. Thought on that, but at your word, where does faith come? Kenneth Hagin says, Faith begins, faith begins when the will of God is known. Faith begins when the will of God is known. And so Simon says, At thy word, it wasn't a I don't feel it, but I'm going to going to go with obedience in obedience. Perhaps what you need to be doing is God. Open up my ears to hear your word, to hear your instruction, because when you obey the instruction of the Lord in a certain area, guess what? There is the reward of obedience. Even listen, in this time that we're in, skill will not cut it, even though skill is good. In the time that we're in, skill will not cut it, even though skill is good. Skill is important. Uh, 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 what else? Connections will not be what does it for you, though that is also important. The primary thing that you need uh, is to open your ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you at thy word. Faith comes by hearing according to Romans chapter 10 and hearing the word of God. I pray for you concerning those areas and don't listen. This was in his profession. This was fishing. This wasn't about soul winning as of yet. Jesus had done the preaching. He, he was using uh, uh, Peter's boat. This was to do with the work of his hands. So don't, don't discount God from the, your job. Don't, don't say God is not interested in my job. God is not interested in my business. God is not interested in my family life. God is not interested no, in my finances. God is the God of all. He's interested in all. He's are you with me? So you got to bring him in and begin to work with him and hear his word concerning it. So many of us, we go into certain places that we don't know what the word has said concerning. Listen, there is the written word that is the expression of God's will for you. So you can pick up those words. The Bible says in Joshua chapter one, verse eight, this book of the law shall not depart from your, from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. Is this so that you can be closer to God? No. So that you can make your way prosperous and have good success. So that you can make your way prosperous and have good success. I don't know how you've been reading the word. I like to take the word concerning finance and read what the Lord has said concerning it and make it my meditation because as I meditate on it, it builds what God has said into me. It builds that reality into me. So it becomes, you know, even a, a psychologist talk about when you meditate, the things that your brain eats begins to change the neurological patterns, aka we say renews your mind. Some of you are so uh, 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 used to being broke, that you think broke, you act broke, you talk broke, you can't even imagine yourself rich. 
the devil has always been a liar. You've got to change your neural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may be renting a room right now, but in your, in your, in the womb of your spirit, in the womb of your mind, you've got to know what God has said about you. And this is not just for your sake. You bear the name of the Lord. You bear the name. The Bible says in John chapter 15, that God is glorified when you bear much fruit. God is glorified when you bear fruit. So when, I mean, look at scripture, people look at it well. Matthew 5, 16, he says, you are the light of the world. And then he says, you don't, you don't take light and hide it under the bushel. Are you with me? God is like, okay, I made you this. I gave you all this gift and all this talent. I blessed you with all of this. And then you think playing small is what's going to give me glory. You think burying the gifts and talent I gave you is what's going to give you glory. God's going to bring him glory. That's not, it says, let your light, Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men. No matter how much light you're shining, you can, he dwells in unapproachable light. He dwells in unapproachable light. Your light is not greater than his light. In fact, he made you light. Are you with me? He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Simon says, at thy word, they go and they catch a net. Sometimes it's sin that stops us. Condemnation. Same Peter in the book of John. Remember, first it was like, I never deny you, I, some of you. It's it's the it's the fifth it's the fifth day of the year. You already broken some of the things that you said, God, I won't go and do. Oh God, I'm sorry, Jesus. And Saint Peter, he went back fishing. Something about this, he went back fishing. And John, you read it, and Jesus comes to him and he said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Yes. You see, if your heart continues to beat for God and you still love God, don't let condemnation keep you away from Him. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes. And then he gives him an assignment. Do you love me? Yes. Gives him an assignment. If you love me. Your previous fall doesn't determine how well you can stand today. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. How do we do this? Before we say how, let me give you some uh, uh, uh I, I had to go do some quick research. You know, I my bishop used to always tell us about um, Thomas Edison. Some of you that have been under bishop's teaching, Bishop David Onimisi, he says, you know, Thomas Edison, you know, it took him about a thousand times before he could actually create the light bulb. And uh, someone said to him that, oh, you you failed a thousand times. He said, no. I, I will not say I failed a thousand times. I just found out a thousand times how not to do it or a thousand, uh, or I found a thousand ways that will cause failure. Your perspective matters. Your perspective matters. Walt Disney, I know I made a, a joke about Walt Disney. Walt Disney, uh, uh, this research says that, did you know that he was fired from the Kansas City Star because his editor felt he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Someone said to Walt Disney that he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. What a wow. Some of us, it's what people have said about us that 
what not what God has said, but what people have said about us that we've carried on our heads. But the devil is a liar. What you guys already know. And also, that wasn't even just his first failure, okay? So after that, he had a, an animation company in Kansas City in 1921, and he made a deal with a distribution company uh, with a distribution company in which he would ship his cartoons to New York and get paid six months later. Unsurprisingly, he was forced to dissolve his company because he could not pay his rent and was reportedly sub reportedly surviving on dog food. My God. Needless to say, he went on to be nominated for 59 Academy Awards and is the great animator, is a great animator of our time. Isn't that, isn't that a story? A, a man called Stephen King. Uh, you may not be, you may not be into horror movies. I'm not into horror movies. Um, but um, uh, I thought it was a good example as well. Um, one of his most successful books, Carrie, was, reject, was rejected, not movies, a book, sorry. Uh, one of his uh, successful books, Carrie, was rejected by 30 publishers. My goodness. How many of you can, some of us can't even take someone rejecting a flyer from evangelism. But this gentleman was rejected 30 times. He was rejected 30 times. One of whom told him that, that negative utopias do not sell. After so many rejections, King reportedly gave up and threw the manuscript in the bin. Luckily, his wife retrieved it and urged him to have another go. You gotta have people around you that will not allow you to give up. He eventually published Carrie and it made a success of him, his career. Um, you all know, I don't know if I should say Colonel Sanders for those of you that are fasting, but Colonel Sanders, uh, it wasn't until the age of 62 that Sanders with $105 social security check in America in his hand, pitched his chicken recipe to restaurants. According to reports, some 1,009 people rejected him. How many times you, like, have you been rejected 1,009 times yet? He was rejected 1,009 times. Instead of giving up, he hit the road and began trying to sell his franchise model chicken restaurant, eventually finding success with a restaurant outside of Utah. It became the first Kentucky Fried Chicken and the restaurant triple sales, it tripled sales in a year mostly from his chicken. You already know. Those are examples, and there are many other examples. There are many other examples. In the Bible, you see Peter. Peter denied God. He failed, but when the Spirit of God came upon him, where he had denied God to a slave and a couple of people, openly on the day of Pentecost, he stands to speak boldly about Jesus Christ. Failure does not have to be your stopping point. Failure, but listen, if you're whatever it is that you've you've set your mind to do or you've written down or you would like to happen, you need faith. Faith is the currency to which we bring what is unseen to the realm of the seen, where we get it out from the place that is unseen to the realm of the seen. So life goal uh, uh, targets, I want you to go over the things that you know, first of all, you got to pray and ask the Lord. It's very, very important. Habakkuk chapter two. I will stand upon my watch child and I will hear what God will say. I want you to pray. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that we should commit our ways to God. Go before God and pray concerning everything. Some of you think God just wants you to pray about your 
your relationship with him. You've taken, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things uh, will be added unto you to mean that God doesn't want you to, you to talk to him. In all the areas of your life, he wants you to seek first his kingdom. Seeking first his kingdom means seeking his will. So God, what is your will concerning my career? What is your will concerning my family life, my relationship? What is your will concerning my finances? And one of the ways you know the will of God is to look in the word of God. And as you look in the word of God, your ears are still open to hearing what the spirit of God will say to you. And once you know the will of God, you begin to turn them into your meditation, right? Get that the word, the word of God creates to create the reality, pray the word, come into a place. If you know there's unbelief in your life, areas you failed before and you're like, God, I can't do this again. Ask the Lord, like the, 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 the gentleman with the son say, God, I believe, but help that might be real about it. Help my unbelief. Help me to believe again. Help me to step out in faith. Are you with me? Are you with me tonight? because all things are possible to them that believe you can you can by faith you can secure the job I, let me give you a, a modern day testimony uh, a couple of years ago uh, I'll use me and then I'll use somebody else a couple of years ago I was really frustrated I was like really done with uh with my my job at the time but I always said to God I don't want to complain you bless me with this job so I don't want to complain but I was getting to the point where complaint was like at the tip of the tongue you know and so God told me to take some time away. And uh, one of the things he showed me is that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and which says, I have not seen, is it not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has in store for them that love him. And then it says, keep reading. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit, by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And uh, so that first Corinthians became, and he said, listen, walk with me and I will show you your inheritance. I will show you what the Bible says that we may freely know the things that he has given to us. There are things that God has given to you that if you come into divine alignment with what he has given to you, you will be able to possess your possession. I said, God, help me to walk by faith and not by sight. Help me to believe that you will open my eyes to see what is mine. I returned to work a couple of weeks after I had a break and an email was in my inbox and I, I saw this job and I was like, oh, when I first started in this company, this is the job that I wanted to be at. And so God said, apply for it. It's yours. I said, scrap. I'm not going to lie, Jesus. And done that in a minute. Don't have the experience. He said, apply. I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to walk my faith, right? So I'm going to do it. It was the deadline. I saw the email on the day that it was expiring. I did a quick notice of interest, sent it. Now I was really surprised when they sent me an email saying you were shortlisted. I said, Jesus, because I read my, you know, when you type something in a rush, I read my, uh, like uh, my statement is of interest. My goodness, it was embarrassing. The errors, it just, oh, mercy of God. I said, this is how you know it's favor. And uh, uh, I applied for it. And the favor I got to prepare for the interview, things were just working together. And I got the job to the glory of God. I got the job above people that had worked in that uh, field for a while. And I had more experience. I mean, it created some haters for a minute, but they love me now. You see, I took that testimony to, as a reality for me. Like, you know what? Why have I been struggling? I, God, I cannot struggle. I learned that if you walk with the spirit of God, he will open up your eyes to see what is yours. Look at Abraham, the, our father of faith. He didn't have the full blueprint, but God says, 
follow me. He said, leave your fathers and I will show you. I will show to a land that I will show you, to a land that I will show you. I want you to understand that in the realm of the spirit, the Bible says in, in the book of Psalm uh, 139, that all the days of your life was already written out by God. Uh, you already have an inheritance. The thoughts that God has towards you are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you hope and an expected end. There's just, there needs to just be an aligning, an aligning. And one of the ways you align with God is by believing and obeying. I feel like those two are, the, according to Father Abraham, believing and obeying are uh, uh, the same uh, the different sides of the same coin. You know, Abraham's obedience was seen as him believing God. You can't say you believe God and then disobey. Are you with me? And so uh, 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 when I said I was so excited, I was like, like, God, this is now my life. I'm going to hear what you have to say, and I'm going to move by that. And a couple of years down, uh, I think about a year or so into that uh, a reality, a lady that was part of uh, a Luther, um, the, the soul detox fast, she was believing God for a job and things like that. I Was this soul detox? I think it was discipleship. I shared this, this testimony and she was, so I talked her through it. She said, I was like, do you really want a job? Because sometimes we say we want, we think faith is a wish. Faith is not a wish. Faith is an assurance. I said, do you really want it? She's like, I said, no, no, no. I need you to get to the place where you want it. You know you want it and it's yours. She built up her faith. She took scriptures. She built up her faith till she began to see herself. Like you, can't, you couldn't tell her she didn't have a job because the job was now real to her. So when she went into the interview, she went with boldness. She went with confidence, knowing that God has given it to her. Uh, faith is confidence in what God has already given to you. She And needless to say, this job, listen, she didn't have a, 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 a working visa in this country. So she went, applied for the job. She got the job. And then she said, I'm actually going to need you to apply for a visa for me. I'm going to need it. And they gave, they, they, they applied, listen, they applied for the visa for her. They gave like the things that she wanted. She, when she called me, she was like, I believe, but whoa. And God is so good. You've got to believe that. Uh, 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 who else do I, what do I, what else? There was, a, there was something you were trying to tell me on spirit that I, that I missed that. Oh, I hope I didn't miss it. Yes, I, I did miss it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, you see, with the children of Israel, uh, it's, it's, God said to them, I have given you Sihon and Bashan. I've given those kings to you. Now go and begin to contend for it. Sometimes we lose our ability to fight for our inheritance because we're not sure that we're not sure that what we're not sure that it's ours. When God says, I have given this to you, it should spur you on to pray, to fight. Listen, when I know something is mine, you, you really, you can't play with what's mine. You actually, you, you can't, you can't. But some of us, we don't have that assurance. We don't believe that it's ours. We're living by F-A-T-E instead of F-A-I-T-H. Faith is an assurance. F-A-T-E says, whatever will be, will be. And we, no, no, no. If you're willing, heal my son. God said, it's, Jesus said, it's not about whether I'm willing or not. God knows who he is. He says, if you believe, if you believe, what is it you're believing for? Not what is, listen, if it's on your vision board, but there's no belief. Not going to happen. So first thing for life goals this year is that you've got to work on your belief. And so I'm going to release you to pray for yourself. I want you to say, God, help me to believe. Help me to walk by faith this year. Help me to believe. Uh, help me to believe. Help me to believe. Help me to believe. I don't just want to be writing vision board every year. 
Uh, I want to believe. I want to believe. Give me the currency. Give me the currency. Help me to build up my currency of faith uh, to believe. I hope you're praying for yourself. If you've got your vision written down, I want you to say, God, let it not just be on the book. Let it be imprinted in me. Let me let me imbibe the things that I want to see manifest. Help me to begin to see. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to begin to pray for yourself. God, help me in the name of Jesus. Every area where I have felt before that I'm discouraged. Help me. The Bible says, yeah, I remember that scripture, God, in First Samuel chapter 30, that David felt that he had, just it was clear, he had failed, he failed publicly. David failed publicly. Keep praying while I'm speaking. David failed publicly. Uh, uh, he failed so much. His failure caused his men to fail. They're taking, they're taking his wives, his children, uh, and other wives and children into captivity. And David was discouraged, and he began to cry with the rest of them. And they were going to stone him. Uh, they were going to stone him. They weren't, they weren't having no pity party for the king. And then the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. In the, between now and next week, I want you to encourage yourself in the Lord so that you can go again, so you can launch your, your net into the deep again at the word of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. He received the word of the Lord and the word that he received became his title did. The thing that he, he didn't just go with his swords. He didn't just go with his men. He went with the word of the Lord. I pray for you that you will find the word of the Lord for yourself in the different areas of your life and you will go again with the word of the Lord in the name of the Lord. Jesus. Oh, Father, help us that your people again will do exploits by faith, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. Thank you. Make the word your meditation. Meditate on the word. Oh, get scriptures that align to the areas you're believing God for or that you want to believe for and begin to meditate until it creates the reality of that thing on the inside of you, that nothing on the external can make you think it's not so. That is the push. That's the victory that overcomes. Have you been blessed tonight? You've been blessed tonight. We're going to build on that. Don't just hear it. Make sure you apply it. Don't just hear it. Make sure you apply it. Don't just hear this word. Listen, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking about my, I'm talking to myself too. I said, Jesus, I said, so sorry. I had to repent, God. I've been burying things, uh, burying giftings because you ain't trying to be too much. And you did, listen, no matter how much you are, you're never too much. God, God is God is Jehovah too much. Are you with me? And you are uh, you are an expression of him upon the earth. The excellence to which you serve, your excellence is a worship unto God. Are you with me? Your light shining is worship to God. He, the Bible says in John chapter 15, he is glorified when you bear much fruit. I break the spirit of small-mindedness. I break the spirit of timidity of your life in the name of Jesus. I, I even pray that as you apply this word, the spirit of inspiration, my God, my God, the Bible says that we know that all scripture was written by the inspiration, the breath of God. As you align yourself even 
to believe this year, believe for good, believe that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. According to Psalm 27, I pray the breath of the almighty that gives life and gives inspiration, the breath of the almighty that gives understanding will come upon you in the name of Jesus. You'll be inspired in dreams and visions in the name of Jesus. Your brain will begin to think well in the name of Jesus. You will see what looks like five loaves and two fish, but you will see that in the five loaves and two fish is the power of God to make it apply and to make it more than enough because the God you serve is more than enough. Oh my God. The Bible says uh, uh, Isaac sowed in a barren land. And the Bible says in that same land of famine, he ripped a hundredfold harvest. It's not about your environment. It's about who's on you, who's with you and the anointing on you. And the anointing in you is not barren. The anointing on you is not barren. It's able to turn the barren land into the fruitful field and the fruitful field into a forest. The God you serve is a God that masters what seems impossible and shows that all things are possible in God. May you be an advertisement of the power of God in the name of Jesus and the people of God said, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have service on Sunday. We meet in person at Newlands Academy in Salem, South London. We've started a series called the power of God, the power of God. I'm not just talking about the power of God that he does. I'm talking about the power of God that is going to manifest through you because God said to us last year, it is time for the church to move in power again. And that's what we are learning about meditating on so that it can be our reality. God said it, we believe it, and it's going to be our reality. So we want to see you there. Newlands Academy, we meet at 10.30. And of course, we start 10.30, we're discussing the word. We love to discuss the word. We are people of the word. And then we get into opening prayer and praise and worship. If you're joining us online only, online only, we will only start online at 11 o'clock, but service starts in person at 10.30 because we want to break bread. We want to eat the word of God together. I'm excited about that. We have a goal in Salem, South London, that in the year 2022, we will finish reading the New Testament. We know it's possible. We've started the word of God. The word of God is power. It is life. And so we're doing that. Uh, 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 fasting starts for Salem, South London on the 10th of January. So begin to prepare your mind and prepare your body. How do you do that? Begin to reduce the amount you eat. Begin to think about what you want when you're seeking the face of God. Prepare, prepare. Guys, don't keep this to yourself. Let people know Life Goals is on every Wednesday this January.